Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 256th episode of the Hungry Games Podcast. We're powered by Apit.net and those sexy, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And joining me today, after a month of hiatus, we are back in the studio. She's my podcast writer, die. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ali Hart. Miss Ellie Hart, it's a pleasure to be doing this with you again after so, so long. Yeah, we had to have a little break. Life gets in the way, as it does, especially when you get older. Um, God. But yeah, we had like a little mini break and um, yeah, back in the seat and ready to podcast again. That's it. Back in the saddle. Uh, full disclosure, as far as um, what, what sort of kept us from your ear holes for the last several weeks. Uh I've decided to make a little bit of a life change and um, smart me has decided to move interstate. I have moved from Brisbane down to Melbourne during a pandemic into a lockdown and um, it was not without its hurdles. It was a uh, fun, challenging and I guess now rewarding situation that played out over the last few weeks. But yeah, I'm uh, sitting here in a half half built up studio in Melbourne in lockdown I've uh, got the dogs roaming around, so apologies in advance if you do hear the doggos making some noise. I've just uh, nice. in the in the um, in the kindness of trying to acclimatize these little two fart sniffers, just sort of letting them have a little bit of free roam and get settled. So uh, if you do hear a a dog fart or a fart, it was definitely the dogs, not me. One hundred percent the dogs, not me. <laughs> yeah, Ali and I do not fart. We are very very fancy humans, but yeah. Anyway. We're here, we're back. It's been four weeks or about a month or so since our last time in the uh, the podcast chair, but I'm excited to be back and be talking some games and culture and life with you, Miss Hart. So what's yeah. news? Oh, so with my studies that I've taken aboard, I decided there was this small sh- section where I had like nothing, like I didn't have to study, I didn't have to do any homework or assignments. So I was like, that's it, I'm finishing things, which is very rare for me. Um, I finished Psychonauts. I have never loved a game so much as I've loved Psychonauts. I was so sad when I finished it. I 100% it with achievements and I just sat there and I'm like, I can't play it anymore. Like, I'm really, really sad that that was it. Like, Like, that game is probably one of the biggest, like, surprises for me, like, probably ever when it comes to gaming in, like, I went in and played it because I'm like, I know that, like, you know, people kind of really enjoyed this game. Let me see what it's about to being absolutely obsessed and loving it and, yeah, being really sad when I finished it. So, um, that's that's some big praise right there. For, yeah. for, for you to throw that kind of love and adoration behind this game. Like, I think uh, Double Fine can put that on the box. They you know, can. They can you know, <laughs> that, is, that is Ali approved. <laughs> that is, you know, the, the gem, the surprise of 2021. Yeah. Maybe one of your favorite games of all time. I don't know. Is it it, it would have to be up there. Yeah. yeah. Like, nice. like, legitimately me being sad that I finished a game because I couldn't play it anymore. I guess that because it comes from this, like the fact that a lot of games that I do play 
like there's no ending to it you just start up another game like city builders and stuff but with this yep. it's just like that's it thank you I'm like oh so anyone out there that's been thinking about it i totally recommend it it is fantastic i love Hell it. yeah psychonauts 2 to full disclosure i haven't played really any more from when we talked about it a month ago and that's not for me saying I, I'm not enjoying the game. Like I'm adoring it as well, but just you know, life stuff. You know, I haven't haven't really played any any games the last four weeks. To be honest, dabbled with a little bit of Destiny Two when I had internet way back yeah. yonder. So uh, yeah, full disclosure, I'm on a phone tether now. So if there is any yes. weird awkward cuts between the audio here, it's because uh, maybe Telstra decided to boot the tether and I had to reset it and whatnot. So yeah, we're we're on sort of the the string and tin can internet situation right now very much yeah but um you've been playing many other games too i see yes because i had like a goal that i was going to finish some games especially ones that i enjoyed so that i finished death's door um and i'm glad that i did because that was a magnificent story Mm -hmm. um and the additional levels that came up that i had yet to play they were fun and that boss fight was a little frustrating but i got there in the end so Happy to have said that I finished that. Um, I started playing Hades. I get it. I understand why everyone says it's such a great game because it is. It is a lot of fun. Um, the art style is gorgeous. The music is great. The characters are awesome. So I get it now. I understand. Usually I'm a bit kind of like, can a game be that good? Uh, yeah. Yes, it can. I get it. Um, so I'm enjoying that. I don't anticipate me finishing that one. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with with collecting gems and just decorating the place. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't see me finishing that anytime soon, but it's great. Another game that I picked up, um, I don't know how, how many people remember this from one of the many events. Um, I think it might have been one of the indie Xbox Game Pass kind of showcases, um, but it was a game called Raji, an ancient epic. And I thought it looked stunning. So I was it was already on my radar when we first saw it all those you know, months ago. And I loaded up on Game Pass and I'm pleasantly surprised. It is a gorgeous looking game. Um, I, I like this, like, um, uh, pardon my ignorance, but whether it's like Indian Hindu kind of God um, mm-hmm. element, like story. Um, I'm really enjoying being kind of educated on this um, that, that I'm not really familiar with. Like I know bits and pieces, but it's nice to really get a full understanding of the story of the, some of their deities and gods and, you know, some of the narratives that they have. And overall, the level design is like there's a level of like simplicity, but also beauty. Um, and I don't think I've seen anyone else talk about this game, <laughs> which is kind of surprising. I remember, I remember seeing it in one of those showcases, and I think you and I were both like, "Man, this looks really stunning!" Like, chuck it on the short list. But mm. full disclosure, I'm like those anyone that aren't talking about it because I haven't um, since gone to that well. But yeah, I remember, I remember like the the key art for it and the trailer and everything. Mm. And I remember it was visually just a feast, yeah. and um, it looks really pretty, and the gameplay looks nice. So, so maybe I'll have to put that on my list. My list is very long at the moment because I've been. Uh, <laughs> on the bench for a few weeks but uh it sounds good it certainly yeah, sounds I, good i definitely recommend it i don't think it's a long long game i think it's probably uh, one of those even kind of uh, from what i think i read i think people have been saying it's like only like you know like what five to ten hours maybe from what okay. i remember um and i'm i'm probably like halfway through it. Uh, it like i said like it's it's 
pretty simple simplistic it's got combat but it's also got puzzle elements as well and jump puzzles and such and navigating traversing like certain levels and stages and stuff and i've just really enjoyed it so um i i I definitely recommend it so um and a game that i've been waiting for came out it looked adorable it looked great um any tony hawk fan would probably really interested because it's like tony hawk but super cute uh it was skatebird yeah and i've um seen the reviews doing the rounds on the internets and uh it's not overly positive is that how you're feeling too not great yeah oh no like the birds are cute like they've put a lot of effort into these like bird designs and all the different birds that you can choose a lot of nods to like some australian birds and then other birds as well like the selection is actually quite vast (laughs) um it's quite the aviary it's quite the aviary um but unfortunately, once you get into the game, the controls are really janky. The camera positioning is really rough, um, like really, really rough. I just I couldn't land moves and I couldn't position myself into like achieving like missions that you're supposed to be completing uh, because I couldn't see where I was going because the camera was either like locked or wedged into a certain angle that just oh, made it no. absolutely useless. Uh, the con- yeah, the controls overall were kind of a little bit frustrating and nothing really compelled me to push through it. Like I mucked around on it for probably about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes, but I just had no drive to push through it. Like I'm like, haha, cute bird on a skateboard. It's cute. I dressed him up in a bow tie and a top hat, but. That's that, it. That's enough. That's it. Yeah. I, mm. I got my. I got my little short thrills, so I'm sad because it is like a little indie developer that, you know, they also had to push it back a few times to um, get it completed, but then to release it and then it just maybe not meeting people, maybe unrealistic expectations, I don't know, but it it, it is a downer because I was excited for it, but yeah, it just sadly didn't, you know, push through to what I thought it was going to be. It's it's sad to hear because, yeah, that game, I think it's been on a lot of people's radar for two, three years. Like, I remember when it was first announced and we were like, hell yeah, let's play it. And then there was like a little demo you could download on the PC and then it was delay, delay, delay. And and with your sports games and your sports sim games, that those games live and die on the tightness of those controls and the cameras because when you are trying to pull all these tricks or do these moves you want it to be responsive and you want it to be intuitive in a way where you can feel like you are this skateboard superstar popping 720 stiffies and whatever else the kids do these days. So the fact that they've sort of, I guess, stumbled a little bit on probably the two most important things in one of these games is like, you know, the nice tight yet accessible camera and the controls. It's not going to be a ton of fun to play. Yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. Like, I guess when you try to take into consideration how much you enjoy playing Tony or- Tony Hawk and how intuitive the controls are, and then you play this and you're not getting that same experience. Um, yeah, it's like it's stupid to compare, obviously, based on, like, you know, one being an indie developer and another one being more AAA. But I th- like you said, if that, if that was your goal to create a game that's similar – you kind of have to have that key component nailed. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a shame. It's it's funny, like, looking at the list, like, you've just dropped five game mentions you've been playing, four of the five, all fantastic. And from my understanding, all five of those are on Xbox Game Pass as well. I believe so, yeah. 
Yeah, which is which is cool to see. You know, like yeah. I know we sound like we're shills sometimes for this service, but like just just trying to constantly re-emphasize that Miss Ellie Hearts mentioned Psychonauts 2, which is one of the best games she's ever played in her life. Uh, Death's Door, you and I adored it. Hades, it speaks for itself. It's won Game of the Year awards. It's one of the best games of the last several years. Raji and Skatebird, yep, Skatebird kind of, um, you know, didn't land the manual there, but um, yeah, four out of five, ain't bad it for ain't bad. a monthly subscription. Damn right. So... I know, it's, I know we sound like shills, but I've also got to say, when PlayStation locks you out, it's hard to freaking get some games online. Yes, yeah. I, f- I totally forgot about that. So has that been resolved yet or are you still... because no, it's God hard damn. to contact PlayStation. I could only contact PlayStation in Australia to fix uh, my account issues. So mm. fun. Um, yeah, so I haven't really been able to, you know... I, I, I kind of have to... I have to have my husband buy the game on his account and then I can access it because I'm on the same console. That's the only yep. way we can do things. So, God, that's such a pain in the ass. It's either yeah. that or you have to make a whole new account, right? That's your options. Oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I am not doing that. I already got my first platinum. <laughs> your first platinum? Work. Yeah, I'm not going to go work for hard for that again. No way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as what I've been playing, um, I've been I've been smashing through a game courtesy of Bethesda. So I was hoping, you know, with the internet it would have been sorted out a few weeks ago, and and when I moved in, it was smooth sailing, and we could sort of deep dive on on Deathloop together. Because um, yeah, we we're going to tackle it, you, me, and Jono, and do a spoiler cast. But obviously, your <laughs> your account is bricked at the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, we've got a spoiler cast planned in the next week or so. Um, all things going well. Touch wood. But yeah, I've been working my way through Deathloop. Obviously, the the latest game from Arcane Studios, you know, first-person action-adventure, if you want to classify it as that. It's been out now for a little under two weeks at time of recording. Timed console exclusive on PlayStation 5 for the next 12 months. But holy guacamole, is this game something special. Like, I haven't rolled credits on it yet. I reckon I might be able to finish it today because I've got the next couple of days off. Huzzah. Thank you, uh, AFL Grand Final Public Holiday tomorrow as well. Uh, Melbourne, <laughs> I teased you for this for years, but now I've got it. You know, I am fully embracing it. Go the go the football team, you know, bring home the cup, whoever's going to win. I don't know. But yeah, Deathloop, it is a special, special game. Yeah. Um, the, the characters, the combat, the, the gameplay loop, which plays off obviously this time loop, uh, the graphics, the soundtrack... The use of the DualSense controller, everything about this game is just top tier quality. Everything's got such a high level of care and polish to it. Like it is, it is one of the best games of 2021, um, hands down. I don't know. You probably just heard uh, one of the doggos sniffing or farting in the background there. So apologies. Lucky you cannot smell what these two do because uh, it's not a good time. But what is a good time? Death Loop by Arcane Studios. So good. I'm not going to go deep diving on it right now because we do have a spoiler cast scheduled to drop in the next week or so. But Mm. uh, get excited for it because it is very special, this game. What you're seeing on the internet is true. Like a lot of people are saying this is a game of the year contender, one of the best games they've played in quite some time. It's crazy that 2021, we are getting just 
home run after home run after home run as far as game releases amidst all the COVID and the delays Push and all this other yeah. stuff. So yeah, Deathloop by Arcane Studios. Holy guacamole. Like, um, you know, any anyone that played Prey or played Dishonored, uh, you know, I was big fans of those franchises, but this is like the next step. This is like where they've taken Me all too. the best parts and all the sec- secret sources and the, you know, the things that they do great, chucked it yeah. all in this melting pot and Deathloop has been created and it is so heckin' good. I cannot speak highly enough of this game. I'm loving everything about <laughs> it. And um, yeah, it's the only game I've been playing the last couple of weeks uh, because yeah, I've got no internet, and I uh, you know, I did a dodgy work tether to download this. I downloaded forty gigs worth on the old work tether uh, to get it done. I haven't been fired yet. Uh, I'm still in probationary period with the new job, but uh, you know what? I got no internet. So what are they going to do? So uh, to hell with them. But yeah, Deathloop, pick it up, play it, love it. On PlayStation Five, on PC. And on Xbox in probably 12 months' time. But yeah, if you got some spare cash under the couch cushions and you want to buy a really fun first-person shooter with some action-adventure RPG-esque elements in it, check out Deathloop and check out all those other games that Miss Hart mentioned because uh, we're very spoilt at the moment as far as great games coming out. Yeah. Big ones, little ones, indies, all that. Exactly, exactly. And I just also wanted to quickly highlight, um, I've been watching a lot of things as of late. Uh, whether I've been watching a lot of free-to-air television, mind you, because of the internet situation. Holy crap, there's a lot of crap on oh, free-to-air. Free-to-air is a punish, yeah. It's, it's tough sledding. But um, I've also managed to um, binge all three seasons of an anime, or well, it was a manga as well, but it's an anime that's available on, on most of the, uh, the anime streaming services. And it's called, Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? So the title, you know, it sounds like it's going to be this really cheesy, just, you know, sleazy dating type of centric anime or manga, but it's anything but. So the, the, the premise of this, of this, this show or, or this uh, piece of content is uh, you, you, it's based in this fictional city of Arario and it's sort of set in like, you know, an RPG-esque medieval type of world where there's people that are adventurers and they go down into a dungeon kill creatures, level up, um, and, you know, take take the things that they um, get, like the, the jewels and the rewards from killing Absolutely, these creatures yeah. to then, you know, buy more equipment. So it's got like this little video game-esque element because overnight then, the th- like, you know, after a period of time, these creatures respawn. There's levels of it, so there's harder beasts and things as you go. Mm-hmm. But there's like um, these groups, they're called like familiars. And so they're like um, the various groups and they're all like headed up by various gods and then they've got their adventures under there. So they're sort of like... You know, tiers of group that go into these dungeons and and fight and whatever and you know pillage and plunder and try and uh, you know bring bring pride and bring prestige and and fame to their various familiars, and it's just really really adorable. It's got a lot of heart to it. Like the the main character, uh, Bell Cronell is his name. He's just you know this. Um, Little dude, uh, you know, wanting to be an adventurer. You know, I guess you know he's got that Ash Ketchum trope where he wants to be the very best. These fucking dogs. I'll tell you what. Get out of it, Bentley. You son of a gun. I didn't have that man. It was just sitting there, so I can't get too mad. Winnie's now hiding under my legs. I'm it's, sorry. This is really funny because you were referencing Pokemon, and he just knocked over a Pokemon <laughs> deck, like a <laughs> skate deck. So that, that was that was very well timed, boys. I'll give you that. But yeah, so he, you know, 
Bell Cornell wants to be the very best, wants to be, you know, this hero, this this adventurer, this hero that's pure of heart. And he teams up with um, Lady Hestia. That's like his goddess that runs this familiar. Hestia. But she's sort of like this like low end, almost outcast goddess that's that's on that's on Earth, that's in Arario. And like so they're like this like things. underdog team, you know, that gets no respect. And obviously mm-hmm. things happen and they work their way up and build the familiar out and you get cool storylines and cool characters. But it's just really cute. And I like that it sort of leans into it's got a bit of bit of video game flair to mm. it, a bit of heart, a bit of romance, a bit of comedy, some cool combat, a little bit of violence. Like it's got all those things that I look for in an anime or in just content to consume. And it's just been really easy to watch. Like um, three seasons, I think it's about 30, I think it's 36, 12 episodes a season. And then there's some OVO. So I think it's say 40 episodes all up collectively. And there's a fourth season coming out in 2022. So um, I'm really excited for for the fourth season. Really loved it. Like it was just easy, good, wholesome watching. (laughs) And the characters were cool. And it was an interesting concept. Like I like that it lent into that, you know, medieval video game RPG dungeon crawl type of trope. And they, they did it really well. Oh, I'm like, I'm sure like the listeners must feel like me just watching you slowly turn into a weeb and just your new fascination. Well, you had, you liked anime before, but you've really now gone down a rabbit hole and really taken on a lot of anime series. You're going to need your own anime podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll bring one of those to the 8-bit, 8-bit sort of podcast circles here eventually, but no, it's, it's just good. And like, as we were talking about offline, I think a lot of the shows now that I consume, instead of them being one big serial dump, they're all doing the weekly release now. Yeah. So it's hard to consume. Like I love binging content. Like I've got a real hankering and addiction where I just want it all now. So if I yeah. can get a whole season, it's like stick it in my veins straight away instead of being drip fed. So with with a lot of these animes, because they've been out for a few years, I can just consume it all at once. But now yeah. I'm left wanting more because obviously um, three seasons are done now. I've got to wait for the fourth, but um, it's okay. It's okay. It's really good. I really enjoy it. Really recommend it. The name the name sounds like the name doesn't do <laughs> it justice, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very corny, but well worth a watch uh, if you've got some time. Um, I checked it out on Anime Lab. Three seasons, subbed or dubbed. Pick your poison. It's really good. The The sub work, I mean, the dub work is really good. So the voice acting is, is, is nice. But yeah, yeah. Miss Hart, that's, uh, that's me. I was going to say, you've got to watch that uh, Star Wars anime now. That drops today, I believe. So mm. maybe I'll be consuming that over the next couple of days. Who knows? Mm, maybe. 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 What do you think, Miss Hart? Should we rock and roll into a bit of news? Let's do it. This week's news headlines. All right. So we've got a, got a few sort of quick hitters, a few bangers. It has been a bit of a time between drinks. There has been a lot of things going on, but we just wanted to do a bit of recency bias and just grab a couple of the ones doing the rounds from this past week, as well as an update on the ongoing situation with Blizzard that um, we saw doing some mm. rounds as well, because I think that's worth updating. And the first one, um, nothing, nothing major, but it did uh, create a little bit more internet discourse, as it always does. Mm. Battlefield 2042. Delayed until November, so it's not nothing major. Um, they announced in the past week or so that um, yeah, Battlefield 2042 has been delayed until November the 19th, pushing the release date back by almost a month 
from its original date of October 22nd. Uh, in a press release, DICE GM Oscar Gabrielson cites ongoing complications with the COVID-19 pandemic, and he quotes, Given the scale and scope of the game, we had hoped our teams would be back in our studios together as we move towards launch, with the ongoing conditions not allowing that to happen safely, and with all the hard work the teams are doing from home, we feel it is important to take the extra time to deliver on the vision of Battlefield 2042 for its players, end quote. Mm. That's more than fine. It's no complaints month. from me. It's yeah. a month. Yeah. I mean, this, like now there's a bit of discourse because um, you have Battlefield 2042 and you also have Call of Duty Vanguard. Mm. Um, having them two kind of like have having, you know, two titles like battling out at the same time. Um, there's actually been a bit of discourse in regards to um, Call of Duty Vanguard. They've been doing a lot of beta and alpha tests lately like a lot of um playable weekends and such and um there's there's been a lot of people that are pretty angry with how call of duty vanguard's been playing a lot of angry call of duty people i guess but yeah. um i First guess person shooter fans don't get angry do they miss heart gamers don't get angry very no. simple people um, uh, but yeah it's pretty interesting just seeing the two kind of like almost like battle it out with these titles so um i'm interested in battlefield i really liked battlefield 4 so anything where we go back to four um, is good good for me. And I haven't really been into Call of Duty too much, so it'd mm. be nice to kind of pick e- either or. So with this pushback, hopefully, um, you know, they're, you know, polishing everything, making sure loose ends are covered and everything for a good release. So and it's a month. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like it, it does line up, yeah, very much to make it um, directly head-to-head with, with the, the COD release. But... Obviously, Battlefield 2042 does not have any type of single-player campaign. It's just multiplayer only. So mm-hmm. um, if you want that story mode, you're going to have to go over to, to Vanguard to get a bit of that. But with 2042, you get obviously those crazy, 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 big, giant squad battles, those proper warfare-type engagements, and it looks and absolutely vehicles. bananas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to play 2042. Vanguard a little less excited because, yeah, a lot of the people that have been getting into these uh, alpha and beta tests have all been sort of saying, yeah, it's, it's not that good at the moment, you know, like it's um, <laughs> the hype's not there. So uh, we'll see how we go. And, you know, that's one thing in life, you know, death taxes and a new Call of Duty every year. That's that's the damn guarantees <laughs> yeah. we get here. So we're going to get another one next year and so on and so on from there. But, um, yeah, I, I hope this doesn't impact sales for either of, like, I think, well, COD's going to sell regardless. COD's just got that kind of fan base. I think Battlefield will still sell, but I hope it doesn't sort of cop any impacts from now this this sort of lineup where they're, they're releasing within the space of, you know, a week or so between each other. Yeah, hopefully not. I, yeah. I want Battlefield to kind of get a win. Me too. Me too. All right, the next one, Miss Hart. My goodness gracious, Keepin' Flossin' Fashionable is the title of this little ditty. The Fortnite X Balenciaga collaboration features a number of in-game cosmetics that fans can purchase from within the shop. However, it's the price of Balenciaga's IRL clothing range that is sure to make heads turn. As well as being able to purchase the skins in-game, fans can also buy a physical version of the same hoodie from the Balenciaga store. So long as they have a mere 725 US dollars to spare, Miss Hart. Nope. So, Fortnite, Balenciaga <laughs> doing a crossover. Um, I'm sort of on their website at the moment. Uh, if you have $395, you could buy a Fortnite X Balenciaga cap, 
but not in the white or black because they're already sold out. Of course they are. What the hell? If you've got a little bit more money, you can drop $495 on a t-shirt that just says Fortnite in the logo and then Balenciaga underneath it in white, red or black. Buying this stuff. Um, You can buy some Nevermind cat sunglasses for $630, but they're currently out of stock. The hoodies at $725. Uh, Most of them are out of stock. And then they've got these Speed 3.0 sneakers, which are $950. I I thought they were socks for a second. So did I. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you've got a lot more money hiding under those couch cushions, you want to waste it on some dumb shit, head on over to Balenciaga.com and you can get yourself some of this Fortnite collab merch. My God, Miss Hart, this is horrible. This is crazy. This And I'm not, like, seeing anything um, design-wise that particularly makes it stand out or you could justify those high price points. Um, this is, like, the second time that I'm aware of where a major fashion label has collaborated with a gaming kind of uh, company or mm. gaming-related, I guess. Like just the 100 Thieves collab that yeah. was... Yeah, Gucci and 100 Thieves. Um, yeah. Although it wasn't a full collab. Apparently, it was just the bag and maybe something else. It wasn't, like, a whole fashion line. But they had the people from, you know, the group just kind of, like, take model photos as well. Like, I yeah. think it was just, like, a few items. Kind of, kind of like this, but not as extensive. But when that happened, I was kind of like, oh, like, that's interesting. Like, I wonder... Who would buy this stuff? And now seeing this and just seeing like these hats, these T-shirts look like something that you would find like at the markets. Like, yeah, this like, is Patty Market specials right here. Yeah, like there's nothing about it that tells you it's justifiable for the price point. And maybe I'm just not fashionable. Maybe I just don't get it. But like nothing here tells me that this is worth the money they're asking for except for obviously now the very limited um you know you get to say that you have it because like you said this there's, there's tons of stuff that's out of stock here someone's buying this is it the mm. it can't be the kids imagine it it's the kiddos grabbing mummy's credit card going i need this i need this fortnight cap and she yeah. sees that it's a 400 dollars charge next month <laughs> It's crazy. Like, and obviously there's going to be some kids out there with, you know, rich rich parents and they've obviously just screamed that they want their, you know, their shirt and their hat kind of thing. But, like, I, I, like it, it's wild to me. Like, I guess, like I said, I just maybe I don't understand. This whole thing mm. is just absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah, I, I don't care how much money you have, but if I was at a gathering or one of my friends rocked up to a party or, or a hangout and they they rock up in a Fortnite Balenciaga cap or t-shirt or hoodie, you're a wanker. I don't I don't care. Like that is a stupid like I waste a lot of money on things, but this is this is so dumb. This is on that same level. You know when they did that the the Yeezy merch run and they had the plain white Yeezy tees you could buy? Yeah. And now what like three hundo for a plain white t-shirt? Like this is on that same level. Like it's yeah. They always oh, have a plain white T-shirt. There's a Fortnite 2021 shirt, large fit, which is long sleeved. There's a little little breast pocket Fortnite, and then on the back, there's all that writing. I think it, maybe it's like Fortnite or something in different languages, but that one's nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. <laughs> Holy guacamole! Imagine having that kind of money. Yeah, I'll just God. buy this white shirt that says Fortnite on it. Almost a thousand bucks. Why not? Maybe we should make some and sell them online. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll, and then we'll go to Paddy's Markets. And we'll- oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it is ridiculous, Miss Hart. But, you know, power to them. You know, they see an opportunity here to make some money and they make you it can't up. fault them because they're making money. Someone's buying. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know how many of the, like, because they're out of stock. I wonder how many, um, you know, what was the quantities they had available on this sale. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, is this like 10,000 t-shirts? Is it 10,000 hats and they're out of stock of these things? Like, did they just make... Hats make sense. Hats make sense because, like, you know, generally everyone has the same kind of noggin. So, that's kind of a safe bet on buying. Um, But, like, shoes are always a gamble. Those glasses. But the glasses are sold out. The Nevermind Cat Sunglasses, they're sold out. I don't don't, don't think I'll ever make sense of any of it. It's fashion, darling. Look it up. All right. The next one. New Star Wars game from Quantic Dream is reportedly in the works. We're talking the studio behind Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human. Quantic Dream is moving from androids to droids. It's developing a new Star Wars game, allegedly, according to reports from Jewel Shockers and Kotaku. According to both reports, Quantic Dream is already 18 months into development of its unannounced Star Wars project. Quantic Dream's rumoured Star Wars game is reported to be different from the developer's previous games, Kotaku, citing an unnamed source familiar with the project, reports that the game will focus less on quick-time event-style mechanics and more on traditional action elements. Quantic Dream at this stage has not uh, provided any form of comments, confirming nor denying the situation is just heavy rumour mill at the moment. But um, Mm. I know a lot of people, this is a bit of a divisive rumor that was kicking around on the socials. There's a few people yeah. that are like, oh no, oh get 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 the writing team behind these games far away from, from Star Wars or whatever. But I'm Yeah, that was I'm that interested. Was very specific I like I thought a lot of people would be against it because of um Quantic Dream having a lot of bad press lately bit based on how they've been treating this it was treating their staff right they had yeah. some reports of like bad treatment or mistreatment of staff so that's what i thought people were going to be mad about like why would you know they sign their ip to this risky kind of you know studio but then it was they just didn't want the writers because yeah. people and, just and did not like the writing that they want david cage to stay away from it who's obviously yes. the head of quantic dream so uh i don't think that's going to happen when he's the boss of the place but I, I loved my time with these games, especially Detroit Become Human. I thought it was one of the best games of 2019. I didn't finish it. Um, I loved Heavy Rain. Heavy yeah. Rain's my shit. Serial killer, solving a crime. Hell fucking yes. That game was great and I loved it. Personal opinion, obviously, a lot of people didn't like it. Um, but yeah, I never played Beyond Two Souls either. Um, but like... I'm trying to imagine what kind of game that they'll be doing. And they've already said that they're not focusing on the quick time events for, and for me, especially in Heavy Rain, was a very major component in it. Yeah, God, the uh, heart just races when it's like, yeah. i got to make a choice right now. What am I going to do? And then if you don't make a choice, then that's technically a choice as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I, w- I would like to see, I, I don't want to see an action game, actually. I don't want to see action because there's a lot of um, companies out there that are working with the Star Wars IP, like that they're going to be doing action games. So give us yeah. something different. Make us give us give us a story, not by Cage, but give us a story that we can, you know, get ourselves immersed in the Star Wars universe. Something different, a different like race, a different species. Maybe not Jedi for once, or a Sith. Like I don't know, but yeah, just give us a different angle because you guys have that 
you know, I wouldn't say quirkiness, but uniqueness in your game design. Give us something yeah. different. Use some of those Quantic Dream tropes and play as like a detective in the galaxy and, you, you know, oh, you, you're working detective. your way through a, a murder of, I don't know, Baby Yoda's cousin or something. I don't know. Like, I'm clearly selling this fantastically right now. But, yeah, mm. let me make this a slow burn, make this really pull on the emotions and have real consequences like what yeah. Quantic Dream does well. Like, you don't need to try and dial it up and you're now, yeah, shooting blasters or using lightsabers or force powers. Like, yeah, make it make it unlike all these other Star Wars games that are coming out because I think that's what they need. Yeah, I mean, you've got the you've got the opportunity, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe because they did... Oh, no, they haven't confirmed that there's another Bounty Hunter-esque game. Like, I remember they had 1313, no. it was called, which was going to be about the bounty hunters and stuff. Maybe they lean into that because, you know, there's no real powers there then. They can just be people doing those types of missions. And then you get the moral dilemmas where maybe you yeah, you got to survive true. or, you know, assassinate these people and you're smuggling and all these types of things. Maybe, maybe lean into that kind of stuff. And it said, like, this story said that the report suggested that they'd already been eight, 18 months yeah. into this project. So that actually kind of could fit within the timeline when a lot of rumors kind of talked about like this like bounty hunter game that was apparently rumored around. Although I thought it was confirmed that it was canceled. Or was that just a specific Boba Fett one? That was the specific. That was 1313. That got canned, I think, God, five, six years ago, minimum. It was it was on the burner for a while. Didn't people talk about it coming back? I feel like people talked about it coming maybe, back. Maybe. I don't but know. it could it could fall into this type of game that Quantic Dream makes, that kind of True. that kind exactly. of tone. Whether you be a bounty hunter or maybe you're a smuggler, something like that. You know, that mm. could lean into into playing with the the right or wrong decision making that's uh, you know pretty famous for, for Quantic Dream titles, but we'll see. Well, I keep our eyes and ears peeled. Obviously, not in the docket, but we also got a confirmation that um, KOTOR is getting a remake. Oh, yes. And it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. So, yes. uh, yeah, KOTOR is um, is happening. Uh, it's getting done by Aspire Media. Uh, it's coming to PC as well, from what I hear. But obviously, Bioware, original developer of this game, which is one of the best games ever made, in my opinion... <laughs> They're not involved at all. We've got Aspire Media handling this. And yeah, it's only going to be dropping on console for PlayStation 5 at this stage. So that's a big old get there for Sony. Was it Was it limited like like a oh, year? Was it a time release? Have they since come release? out and said that? I, I'm trying to remember because it was, it, was, it was some time ago when they did this announcement. So I'm just trying to remember back. It was a great announcement though. Very, yeah. very short, straight to the point. Hyper all around. So Got a lot of people excited. All right, and the last bit of news, uh, this this ties into the whole Blizzard situation, mm. which we have been reporting on on and off for years. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this headline, executive in charge of Overwatch 2 leaves Blizzard. So executive producer Chaco Sunny is leaving Blizzard Entertainment, according to an Activision spokesman talking to Bloomberg. A Blizzard spokesman confirmed to Bloomberg Chaco, who oversees the whole Overwatch franchise and development for the sequel, will leave the company. Blizzard has been an absolute privilege and one um yeah Blizzard has been an absolute privilege and one of the best experiences of my career Sunny said in an email to staff. Blizzard also says that Overwatch 2 is nearing the end of production at the time of Sunny's exit. 
an update on Overwatch 2 will be provided later this month. So we've got about a week or so till we get some updates on Overwatch 2 there. And the timeline on it may have shifted considered Overwatch 2 was reportedly still years mm. out from launch. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't anytime soon from what I remember. <laughs> That's absolutely insane to me. But um, yeah, we then also get a little update here, courtesy of IGN. Uh, we get an Activision Blizzard lawsuit timeline. The story so far, dot, 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 dot. Activision Blizzard obviously is currently facing a lawsuit from the state of California for sexual harassment and discrimination. It was also recently discovered that the SEC is investigating harassment at Activision and the EEO has been investigating Activision since May of 2020. While Sonny's departure could be related to the investigations, this is far from the first high-level departure at Activision. Blizzard President J. Allen Brack, Blizzard's Chief Legal Officer Claire Hart, and Activision CPO Claudine Norton have all exited or plan to exit the company in the following uh, in the months following the lawsuit. Overwatch 2 director Jeff Kaplan also left the company, but that was in April of 2021 before California's lawsuit was issued in July. So, the the rats (laughs) abandoning the sinking ship, eh, Miss Hart? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think it's a big tell. Like, um, like, being the person, essentially, like, he, um, sorry, I've forgotten the guy's name, Chaco. Sonny? Yeah, Sonny, that's better. Um, Sonny, he took over from when Jeff left. And so that's a massive thing because Jeff is essentially, as I think we talked about way back then, um, how Jeff is essentially the face of Overwatch. Um, so then getting that position is a very big deal. And then only to be in these stages of like, we only got a whisper of Overwatch 2 and some content um, mid mid this year. No, where are you? Early this year? It was only this year that we kind of saw some stuff from it. Yeah, um, and it was bugger all. <laughs> it, it wasn't much. It wasn't much. So, um, yeah, and then to then leave. Um, After five months. Like, he's been in this role since April and he's quitting yeah. in September. Like... Yeah, there's there's some more things going on in the in the behind the scenes here at uh, at Blizzard and Activision. <laughs> like um, when you're seeing presidents, uh, you know, chief legal officers, CPOs, uh, you know, executive producers, these are big, <laughs> high profile positions all leaving. Ugh. When when you have big big lawsuits against your company and your chief legal officer leaves <laughs> yeah you've got some issues um it's like it's interesting because there's the there's the like state of california that's already like been investigating from uh, like apparently for a while was it months or years that they had been previously already investigating them um so so the yeah so the official lawsuit was was opened in july but there was a couple of other like the EEO have been investigating Activision since May 2020, so they've yeah. been looking at them for a year, like 15 months. And the SEC is also investigating um, them as well, but that that date wasn't disclosed. Yeah, because they like because I now know that someone else is getting involved because of the labor issues, and that essentially Blizzard has done nothing to accommodate. Um, the staff or to, you know, make things better based on these allegations. And I've also done the union, they brought in that company that does union busting. Um, oh, that's right. Yep. So now that there's a group, I believe it's a union. I can't remember what the union's name is, but they're now working with the staff to also, um, I guess, like sue or put pressure on Blizzard Activision. So now they've got that attack going on as well. 
and the other is it the SEC? I can't remember which one it yeah, is. Yeah, SEC's that is. in there. They're the, all in there. The one that's protecting the investors because now the investors are pissed off because they believe that they were not told or notified of these allegations considering that they were under scrutiny and investigation like from, you know, a year or two ago. Hmm. Um, so they should have been told about that or they weren't, you know, informed about that, which they should be as investors. Um, so they are now also suing. So, so many moving parts. So, <laughs> so many, many moving, moving parts. parts. Um, they're just getting like you know attacked from all angles, and I mean they haven't been the best company. Like obviously everyone wants the best. This is a like Blizzard is something from my childhood, you know, um, and it is a shame to see something that is so like kind of almost like precious in your heart, like something that is such a special thing to you growing up and then just seeing it absolutely turn into a toxic sludge um and almost wanting them to fail you know like almost wanting to fail it's really sad they've really become one of the the lead villains in the video game world that's for damn sure and from all the reports and everything that's come out rightfully so to be tiring this company as as the villain in this situation obviously there's some good employees in there doing good work that are exempt from all this type of stuff but yeah it's very fitting that you see all these big higher ups jump and ship before these legal proceedings really start you know shifting into gear and maybe this is going to allow them not to be part of the big lawsuits and be sued you know They're, they're trying to save a little bit of face and get out while they're getting good but um yeah, it's not going to be the last time we're going to be reporting on all this. This is no, going to be ongoing for many years. That's for damn sure. As far mm-hmm. as more and more horror stories come out in the wash, and yeah, we just hope they uh, they learn from these types of things and actually do change for the good and get better because that type of treatment and the discrimination, the racism, the sexism, all that kind of stuff that's been confirmed by hosts and hosts and hosts of sources and people that were there and encountering, experiencing this stuff. It's it's not on. You don't, it's, you know, not it's not on. right. It's disgusting. It's abhorrent behavior and uh, get better. Activision Blizzard, get better. And the rest of you. I hope this sets the standard that, um, you know, that other companies will soon have to follow because obviously Blizzard Activision isn't the only one. Um, yeah. They're a big one though. So if you can, you know, if you can knock down a giant, then you should be able to get all the others. So. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just don't be shit. You know, <laughs> yeah, try be not to better. Be shit. Yeah. All right. Moving on to this. Tweet of the week. Okay. This tweet. Was that? Of the other week? Yeah. Of a week. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's close. It was on the 15th of September. And so, you know, it's just, it's a tweet that that, uh, that is that good that we have had to um, roll it forward to Mm. now we are recording on the 23rd of September. And this tweet comes via way of Blessing Adio Yay Jr. at Blessing Jr. on the Twitters. And the tweet reads, In bed, starting up Eastwood on my Switch and just connected my wireless Sennheiser earbuds and I still can't believe Nintendo just turned this function on out of nowhere. And then, um, you know, there was a follow-up tweet from Blessing there little with a little meme um, with the graphic uh, of this woman sort of like with a hand across her face, you know, in shock and dismay. And it reads, Nintendo adding Bluetooth pairing to the Switch and all it took was a software update, meaning it was capable this entire time in capital letters. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Nintendo dropped this sneaky firmware update on us over the past week and a bit 
where they've got Bluetooth, like wireless wireless mm. audio support now. So you can have your, your in-ear buds, your headphones, your, you know, your over-ears and stuff like that, all working smoothly and seamlessly with the Nintendo Switch. This is something that people have been screaming about for years. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's especially. just here, a little gorilla release. Yeah, especially um, when you are like one of the main providers of a portable console um, and then not having Bluetooth audio capabilities just always seemed like a real big um you know misdirection when it comes to launching a like a portable device and now everyone's kind of just sitting there and thinking like like i don't know the tech technical specs so maybe there's more way more to it than it is but like a lot of people are like so the hardware was in there the capability was in this yeah. device but they just you know only just made it available so i think i've actually now seen like a lot of murmuring now of people that are getting sick of nintendo and some of their bullshit. Um, uh, I think only recently maybe there was talks about them that, that they're going to allow, is it cross-save? Or was it cross-play? Um, there was like a mention of it, I believe, either today or something, where people are saying that Nintendo might be considering um, working with cross-save, which is something that, that you would never think Nintendo would do. Nintendo doesn't work with anyone, really. No, no. Like, like they do play loosely nice on a couple of games on a couple but yeah, of titles it's, it's yeah. not often that they they open up their back end and allow allow people in yeah so uh <laughs> yeah now anyone that's been screaming about those horrible audio based adapters and things like that now you can just uh connect via bluetooth and uh you know rock your your wireless audio technica adg1 headset or if you want to go hard wide still you could put your m50 in there you want your mm. anc 300 um in-ear buds on the bluetooth you can do all that over at audio-technica.com.au best in audio based equipment in the business Headphones, microphones, gaming, turntables, headsets, you name it, they've got it. Go get it. You want it. All right, Miss Hart, let's move on to this. New releases and events. All right, so as far as things happening this coming week that you can look forward to or stick in your eyeballs or ear holes, obviously the Hungry Game is a back, baby. We're here, episode 256. It's going to be dropping probably the next day or so. So it's going to be dropping maybe on Friday instead of the usual Monday just to get it out and get it in your ears. There won't be another episode dropping on this coming Monday, but from the weeks outside of that moving forward, obviously we're going to be back to our usual release cycle. So episode 257 will be out on Monday week. Episode 256 you'd be listening to right now. Um, you can also check out uh, the latest episode of Comedy Rewind by Australia's John O'Peck, which sees him and his lovely wife, Hannah, talking and sharing their thoughts on Knocked Up. Fantastic, fantastic, real, honest, heartfelt comedy from the early 2000s. Um, as far as new movies and events that are dropping this week, I'm not really aware of any. No, not uh, obviously, you've got your, you've got your weekly drops of like um, Morning Wars. You've got your weekly Ted Lasso drop. You've got yeah. your weekly Chapel Weight Heels, stuff what like that. What we do that. in the shadows. Oh, my God. I watched the fourth episode last night. And I was just cackling. I love that show so much. Did when I went to Atlantic City. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're both up to date. <laughs> I, was yeah. say, I don't think I've seen the recent one. Yeah, yeah fuck. It's, such a it's good show. It's so freaking great, that show. Oh, how, like, it's magical when you have an incredible movie and then they're like, oh, we're making a series. And then it's just like, wow, this series is actually good as well. How does that happen? Yeah, it's, it's very, very rare. And um, anyone that hasn't watched it, get it into your eyes and ears immediately. Like first two seasons are available. Obviously, we're we're cracking through season three now, four episodes in. 
so so smartly written and the comedy and just the acting like everyone that is cast in this show is perfectly cast and know their role and just own every scene and fuck i love it so much it's so, so funny good. so good and as far as um if you don't want to watch anything there is a huge 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 smattering of games dropping in the next several days uh we've got away the survival series we've got chernobylite We've also got Ghost Runner, Insound Mine, Lemnus Gate, which is that weird sort of time-based um, like strategy FPS where you've only oh, got certain yeah. like a certain amount of seconds to make you move each time to to kill the people and, and you know land your attacks. We've got Neo, The World Ends With You, completely unrelated to the Matrix, but I'm sure it's great. We've got uh, <laughs> New World, the big uh, Amazon-based MMO that everyone seems to be goddamn horny for, officially dropping on the 28th on PC. Steel Assault, Insurgency, Stand- uh, Insurgency Sandstorm, Aeon Drive, Astria Ascending, Darksiders 3 making its way to the Switch, eFootball 2022, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Oh, Hot Wheels. <laughs> They're still kicking around. That's another brand that will not die, Hot no. Wheels. It is Listen. here to stay. <laughs> Imposter Factory, Rogue Lords, The Last Friend, FIFA 2022, which is going to sell like bananas, as it always does, and then Phoenix Point. So that is the games that are dropping in the next calendar week or so. A mixture of big AAA, some indies, some re-releases, just making their way to new platforms, but plenty of stuff to keep yourself busy over the next week or so as you wait for episode 257 of THG. Mm. Oh, Anything you going to be picking up from that list? No, because full disclosure, I'm, I'm I'm sure people are probably wondering because I haven't said anything. I my husband bought Kina Bridge of Spirits. Yes. So I will be playing that. Probably wondering why I haven't mentioned it, but yeah, I will be playing that. It's um it's on my schedule. So I'm hoping we can we can talk both very lovingly about this game in a week or so uh, because I'm things. hoping my internet's going to be connected next Tuesday. Fingers crossed. Oh, Fingers crossed. Please, impressed. internet gods, be kind. <laughs> please it's it's cruel a week is a pat like a punish and you've been out for like what three weeks yeah this is that'll be rolling into the third week next week so uh yeah it's not a good miss Hart, but i'm hoping <laughs> hoping it happens so i can download that like i know i could go buy a physical copy of the game but i like just owning digital because it's just less it's there less clutter like and i'm not saying a game disc in a boxes clutter but you know what i mean like i'm in a it's, gone from a four-bedroom house to a two-bedroom apartment now so space is a finite resource in this in this establishment with heart yeah like full confession there has been a time where i'm like i want to play this game and then it's like where is it and i'm like i can't be bothered getting up grabbing the disc and putting it in yes i've reached that peak of laziness um so i get it i get it with digital you call it laziness. I call it time-based efficiency. You know, you oh, want to be to smart with your time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of episode 256 of THG. Miss Hart, mm. anything else you want to say before we shut the studio down for a week and a half? Fuck the people who think there should be a Lost Boys remake. Oh my God. Yes, 110%. The first one is perfect. 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 And anyone that hasn't watched the first one, Get it's that Halloween. on your watch list. It's October. It's, it's going. Well, it's going to be October. Spooky month. Spooky month. Watch it. Yeah. Put it on the the Halloween movie cycle. Yeah, one of the best vampire movies ever made, mm. and the fact that they're going to try and reboot it and go like what? preteeny with it. Like, How? Oh my god. The, the whole the whole thing about that movie is just the raw eightiesness of it. Like you know, like oh, good luck beating Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, it's a shame. 
It's a shame. But uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of THG 256, Miss Hart. Uh, If you don't have anything else to say, I guess we can uh, close this bad boy down. Let's do it. But it's been fun to be back in the saddle. We're back. See you soon, April Nation. Much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.